welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and look at all the trashies new stories. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Hi! Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Not to be like an asshole, but everyone's been talking, and <laughs> I should knock on wood, everyone's been talking about how this Mercury retrograde's been kicking their ass. Mm-hmm. I've been doing pretty good. Wow. Wow, yeah. wow. I feel like yeah. uh, maybe it skipped me or maybe yeah. it's just going lighter on me. Maybe it's going lighter on me. I have friends who are into astrology and sometimes Mercury retrograde doesn't hit, ruin every aspect of your life. Like, you know, for everyone, sometimes it's just like I'm constipated <laughs> and that sucks. So damn you, Mercury, you know, I, <laughs> I can't remember a time in my life where I've had that experience. What? Uh, constipation. <laughs> You've never been constipated? I can't think of a time. Try lentils. Okay. Sounds or good. cheese. Oh, wait. The, every once in a while when I'm traveling. Oh, um, that's common. Yeah. You know, just like that first day where you're like, oh, I'm just not used to my surroundings. It's not yeah. like, you know, it's just like, oh, but I'm not. But it's not like, oh, it hurts. or I'm, It's just like, oh, I haven't gone to the bathroom. That's not no, on my you, schedule. You can't but. poo-poo when you're not safe. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> scared shitless is not a term that applies <laughs> to people. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I'm not, I'm not doing so well, Cassandra. Oh you know. no. Is Mercury hitting you hard? Well, it's just like, I woke up with this, this, this horrible pain on on my shoulders and and just on my head it was just like so heavy because i um it's just so heavy with the the burden of the crown of being nominated for a hub hopper best podcast award under documentary news you know, I was feeling that in my knees yesterday. Mm-hmm. The weight of that pressure of our Hub Hopper best podcast in the documentary and news category. Yeah. Um, I guess what would help is uh, if people voted for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the way, you know, that you can do, we're, we're being facetious. We're actually extremely grateful. Um, if you go to community.hubhopper.com slash best documentary news, you can vote for trashy trashy as your favorite news podcast. It takes 10 seconds. We will post the link in our episode notes. We will post it on our social media and this is a vote. And then the top three vote getters will receive Uh, go to jury panel by a a prestigious panel of judges and we are just extremely extremely grateful to have been nominated and to be in this category with some very prestigious podcasts but you know it's just I got to go to the chiropractor because just this this weight's been on me you know from from carrying this burden of of greatness you know I'm not trying to win as a bit you know but like I think it's worth saying we're against real news podcasts yeah absolutely absolutely hub hopper is a i mean we're against essentially the michael barbara of india is some of the some of our competitors think of the daily but for india 
we're against some heavy hitters. The some NPR people. of India. But, you know, that doesn't mean that we don't deserve it. No, absolutely. It's anything nonfiction. Or, yeah, it's a nonfiction, which we are. So we are, we're in it, baby. We're in it to win it. We cover trashy news stories. We provide fucking this, go. the same journalistic integrity <laughs> that any of these other podcasts provide. We just, you know, maybe cover it a little bit differently. So yeah, we just choose different stories. <laughs> yes, again, we'll post the links everywhere. We would really appreciate your vote because we we would really... I think this would mean a lot to us and we're not trying to win as a bit. We genuinely want this. So yeah. Why you trash? Yeah. So I have so many, so many things that make me trash. Pardon me. <clears throat> you know, I, I keep a running document. It's just, just rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I love, I love my partner Winston so much. And we, you know, I've been talking about how we had these electric, electrical blackouts and, and we had to throw away so much food from our fridge because Ugh. we were without power for so long. And we put ice in it, you know, tons of ice bags in it. We just still had to throw away a lot of stuff. And I had some items in our fridge. Let's call them mm, magical items. Dolly Parton frosting? No. Oh, no, no. Magical items that oh I hard to acquire. I, I I get it. Magical items that I what I had done was I had moved them to my still operating skincare fridge in my room, mm -hmm. my secure skincare fridge with my serums, mm -hmm. my magical items for safe cold keeping, and a couple Lacroix for an emergency. Mm -hmm. And I. I went to secure them to, to look at the brand and to secure them last night. And I couldn't find them. <gasps> and I said, babe, did you, when, when you were, when you were cleaning out the fridge, did you accidentally throw, did you actually throw these away? And he's like, no, you're the one who managed the fridge clean out. I didn't throw them away. And I was like, okay. And I described the label and the color. <laughs> I was like, are you sure you didn't? throw them away and I looked through the freezer I made a big kind of production of looking through the fridge every layer I kind of called out well I see that we have Heinz 57 and some LaCroix and a gallon of milk but I don't see my magical items hmm maybe I'll look on the second shelf hmm for about an hour I looked for these items. We have a downstairs, a fridge. I have an upstairs. I looked forever. I forgot about my skincare fridge. I just plum ass forgot. And I all but outright accused him of throwing them away. And then I was just, I was just panting. I was like so upset. You know, there's money invested in these. And then he goes, did you, did you check your fridge? And I was like, yes, I've checked the fridge. And he's like, no, did you check? your fridge and then i i felt i could have fit in his pocket i felt so small and i walked over to my fridge and there was everything and i had to eat so much crow for dinner last night. i'm so full i'm full of bird i'm full of crow because i had to say oh i'm, I'm so sorry I, I, i'm so sorry and he has not let me forget it now for hours and hours days days going on 
Maybe you should just consume some of your magical items and then everyone will forget. <laughs> oh boy. Did I, yeah, I feel like an asshole. I was complete trash by being like, um, are you sure you didn't accidentally though? It's not a big deal if you accidentally threw them away. I just want to know. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun to be drama. I mean, like whatever. Uh, I was complete drama. So, but I, you know, I, huh. I did apologize. I, I, but secure, they're safe, have them very nice. Very good. We're all gravy. Can I ask a personal question? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your electric bill? Three fridges, babe? Well, the the downstairs fridge is like a mini fridge. How big is your fucking skincare fridge? Like the size of a laptop. If it's like a serum and like two LaCroix. And some magical items. Right. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our electric bill? Uh, you know, here, there, here, there. Mine too. North, we, north, south. Got, north, we got south. two. We got two fridges here, so I'm just Ooh, curious. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what it would be like to have three. <laughs> <laughs> Living high on the hog. Yeah, yeah. All right. And, and why are you trash? Why are you trash? Oh, babes, I'm a bad person. <laughs> oh no, what you do? So finally, finally, the heat let up. You know, and so I had to get my steps in been too long so I take my dog out for a walk around our neighborhood and I hate walking on busy streets you know she's a puppy she pulls still like we're trying to train her not to do that I also just don't like walking on busy streets I sorry LA but I don't fucking trust you not to hit me on the sidewalk everybody's texting no I'm not trying to die so I'm taking neighborhood streets and i'm trying to like make my walk last as long as possible because i gotta get the steps in so i'm just kind of wandering around i'm on the phone with my cousin like just chit-chatting away just walking 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 through all these neighborhoods and i find myself at a spot that i is quite far from home and i go oh shit i've been really out here walking so i look down at my little watch and i was like oh yeah i'm about two and a half miles from home fine Time to turn around. Like I've been, I've been weaving my way over here. It's a direct route home. No problem. But I didn't want to take the major streets. So I was like, let me get home without taking major streets, but still like a direct route. So I start going in the direction that I believe to be correct. And things start to feel off. Now I see lots of little kids and their parents with backpacks. And I go, oh, I live right down the street from elementary school. I'll follow these kids and they will lead me home. So from a safe distance, I was following a lot of kids, (laughs) elementary school age kids. And I was like, take me home, kids. I didn't speak to them, of course. And I was a safe distance again, but I felt like a weirdo and I knew it was wrong. I have GPS on my phone. I could have looked this up and lo and behold, Those kids, those little fucks, they took me to the wrong elementary school. They took me to an elementary school even farther (laughs) from my house. I was like, oh, my God, I deserve this because I thought I was being so crafty by following all these little children. (laughs) And this is what I get for being a weirdo creep 
it's like it's like a like a reverse Hansel and Gretel. Like you, yeah. <laughs> so I'm very far from home, and I'm like, all right, I gotta get home. Like I'm like, I start work soon. I gotta get home. And so again, I'm like, just I know how to get home from here. I'm very far, very far, but I know how to get home. So just go home. But I just, I didn't want to take the busy streets. I got lost one more time. And at this point, Taylor, my fiance, is tracking my location. He's watching me get lost again. He thinks to, like, he almost calls me, but he was like, I need to let her make her own mistakes because I refuse to pull my GPS out. I'm like, I'm I'm the queen of the valley. I know how to get home. (laughs) No. (laughs) So I walked four and a half miles. My intention was to go three miles and I walked four and a half miles being a fucking weirdo and uh, following kids. So I incredible, incredible. It doesn't pay to be stubborn all the time. You know, you know what it it does pay, though? It it does pay to stick to a goal. And that's what the person on our first story for sure did. Oh, yeah. Okay. so from luxurylaunches.com, which love to be featured in that someday i get the print edition no is it made of velvet Mm -hmm. (laughs) the pages are silk this star trek obsessed chinese billionaire spent 97 million to build his office in the shape of the uss enterprise pretty cool if you're into that (laughs) nerd I just, I just like truly how many hungry people there. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> ooh, so, ooh, I'm yeah, sure he I, does a lot of things for charity to avoid taxes. Come on. Of course. Of course. It, it, you know what? And who am I to throw shit? Like, uh, yeah, there's hungry people in the world. <laughs> so, mega But fan. like, who cares? I care. Oh my God. I care about the hungry people in the world. Of course. Of course. I just, I, I can't be thinking about them when I'm thinking about this dorkazoid and his Star Trek office. <laughs> Mega fan and wealthy tech entrepreneur Lou Dijon. I'm so sorry to everyone if I've mispronounced such. This is a tough one to beat. He hasn't shielded away from spending close to $100 million to make his company headquarters look like a Star Trek spaceship. So the chairman of NetDragon Webcraft, WebSoft, one of China's most popular mobile internet providers purchased the rights from CBS to build a home and an office block in the Chinese city of Buzhou based on the American science fiction entertainment franchise. <laughs> so, wow, you have to buy the rights from CBS in order to make like maybe to make it like that accurate or something. I think to make it that accurate. And it, I think CBS thought it was a joke. They were like, they, yeah, they dismissed the idea as a joke. And wow. <laughs> but then they're like, oh, no, we'll we'll take the money. <laughs> yeah, we'll take the money. So it has sliding doors everywhere. And the employees use 30 foot metal slides to move in between le- levels, which sounds really cool. Like, I mean, Nets, Net Dragon Websoft must be like the Google of China and, uh, or I guess the spectrum of China charter, whatever Cox, 
internet providers, but it sounds like a cool place to work. Inside, there's also a life-size Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton replica. Oh, come again. That's not canon. That's not canon. Now Uh, you're just getting rich people shit. Yeah, I, it's not a real skeleton. GTFO. Like, spend the money. You have it. Is there, though, a Tyrannosaurus Rex in Star Trek? Like, are we wrong? I can't. I know just the person to text about this. <laughs> Let's do some, as journalists, it's our duty to follow up on this. It's modeled after the one discovered in South Dakota in 1987. Uh, there's actually a train passing through, a VR experience center horse riding, a swimming pool, sports field, and serene artificial lake. Loads to do besides work. So I feel like it's one of those like traps where it's like, oh, you spend all of your time here. There's so many activities. So you end up working longer, you know, horse riding at work. Oh, it's like ping pong tables at work. And oh, we have breakfast and dinner. So we end up, you end up working longer. It's just all a trap. Think you could take a date to work? Mm, Oh, this is my new unofficial intern, uh, Brian. We've been, he's my, we've been seeing each other for three weeks. I mean, he's been my intern for three weeks now. We boink. (laughs) (laughs) You know who's not going on a date anytime soon? Who? This, this ex-boyfriend. True. In our next true, story true. from mirror.co, a woman cancels a dinner date after boyfriend claims his dog thinks she's ugly. <laughs> so she couldn't believe her ears after being introduced to her boyfriend's new dog for the first time with her other half claiming his pooch found her ugly. New boyfriend. The dog, I don't think is new. Yes, yes, yeah. The dog and, and the man have a long-established relationship where he has to to caution him. It's like, listen, she has a great personality. She has a lot of money, but woof, is she ugly. She's a dog. Oh, wait, sorry. That's offensive. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. She's, I don't know. I I've really stepped in it this time. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, fuck. <laughs> So, yeah, she's a 25-year-old woman who's been dating this 31-year-old guy for four months and only ever seen the dog in pictures, finally meets the dog. And as soon as they sat down, he, like, they noticed, or she noticed that the pet was moving around a funny in a funny way. And then he took that to mean that the dog thought she was ugly. <sighs> so Michael said that the dog was telling him about, I was like, um, okay. And then he flat out said the dog thought I was ugly. And this shocked her completely. <laughs> but Michael, I, I looked at Michael and asked him if he was serious. And he explained that his dog is just like that with some people and that i shouldn't get offended over his animal's behavior girl fucking run run for the hills yeah this guy thinks he's telepathically communicating with his dog you don't need to be dating this person whether the dog finds you attractive or not 
Yeah, he she left canceling dinner plans. He called her several times. And when she finally picked up, he accused her of overreacting. So my dog thinks you're ugly. Get back here. I made a macaroni big enough for two. <laughs> he advised her to get rid of the toxic sensitivity. I've never heard of toxic sensitivity. That's a oh that's God. a new one for me. I love yeah. it though. I'm definitely gonna accuse people of that moving forward. Toxic sensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> next time somebody's like consider it opens a door for me or says something I'm like fucking toxic sensitivity yeah yeah like cries in a movie Ugh, this is your sensitivity is so toxic i yeah. yeah my new plan if i ever wanted to become a billionaire oh, i you would, don't want to no oh my god speaking of billionaire the owner the founder and owner of patagonia you know patagucci uh-huh. Gave his company away and is no longer a billionaire. He he uh turned the company over, set it up as like all profits go to this like 501c3. Him and his family sold their shares in this sense. Like he is the like truly gave away his entire company and their wealth. Why? Because he thinks being a bill, he's a reluctant billionaire. He never wanted to be one. He thinks it's absurd and he wants to do good and like fight for good on this planet and like fight climate change and thinks that being a billionaire is immoral and and it's like he's like no like it like happened like the news dropped today that we're recording this on wednesday the 14th, the 14th. Yeah. weird that's a weird yeah. thing to do yeah, but if I, I want to become a bill my plan to become a billionaire though and then i'll you know give it away but my plan to become a billionaire is just become completely like you just have to become all right that's like the new that's the thing is just and be like that's my persona is all like toxic sensitivity is ruining this country and then just make up some name like linda smiling and then (laughs) that's the persona that i run with and and that's my platform and then i'll get a talk show and a book and uh, verified on twitter and people will throw money at me I feel like we're going to find out like very soon that Patagonia is like full of like human hair like those jackets or something like that just doesn't make no, sense to me. No, he 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 was just like a, a cool. Is he rock. still like rich? No, or he just he gave away everything. Yes. Yeah. He was just like, nah, man, not for me. Yeah, right. No, whatever. I'll... Speaking of rich men. Uh, according to the New York post.com, Jerry Seinfeld's fashion campaign sparks meme jokes. What's the deal with streetwear? <laughs> a move over Kramer. Jerry's the model now. A mission to prove it that at 68, he's still got some 90s swagger by modeling streetwear like it's nothing. He wasn't posing for Calvin Klein, but instead the chic urban brand Kith. So actually, I. <laughs> I was at Fred Siegel on Saturday, and <laughs> were you? My, I had a friend in town that wanted to go, and so I oh, was like, "Sure, was I'll like, look very Erica, poor." You make a lot of money, God damn! No, just going to Fred Siegel. <laughs> I was like, "Can I? Um, can I have a? Do you validate?" And they're like, "You can't even afford the validation here." And yeah, like, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'll leave. They like clocked me as poor as I walked in. There's a kith papa underneath the fred siegel uh-huh. on sunset and i didn't <laughs> i'm so dumb i didn't know what it was <laughs> so i just saw like lines of people lined up and then i 
put two and two together with the article and this. And I was like, oh, people were collecting streetwear. But yeah, me, I'm collecting the vaccines like they're streetwear, baby. I be got my fifth shot. I, I be lining up outside of Walgreens like it's Melrose Avenue. Like I, I got 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 the, got the booster on Monday. I'm very, very excited. So I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Look, I have to preface this with I get that Jerry Seinfeld married like a 17 year old. <laughs> so no need to remind me. I get it. And I'm sorry for what I'm about to say. But he looks like kind of hot in this. No, I I'm telling you, I'm finding myself in this moment attracted to Jerry Seinfeld, 68 year old Jerry Seinfeld. I, you know, to each their own. One of the uh, uh, family members of a bachelorette contestant this year was Patrick Warburton, who played David Putty on Seinfeld. Uh, he was the tick and Jeb Denton on Less Than Perfect and Jeff Bingham on Rules of Engagement. And uh, but it was just like, so surreal to see him at like hometowns. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, that, that's the guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> and he was just like, he's the guy with the really deep voice that's like, yes. He was doing bits with the Bachelorette that was on the hometown and she just like did not clock that they were doing Seinfeld bits she's just like oh he's so funny but it was like no he was making a very specific Seinfeld joke you just did not get the well they're like children of course they didn't <laughs> fucking get it I mean Seinfeld came out when I was a child I know I know I and they wouldn't put me on the bachelorette no no maybe just like, someone's like grandma yeah if Chris Harrison's <laughs> Well, who's the guy who replaced him? If Jesse, the new host of The Bachelor mm. and Bachelor, hits me with his car, similar to what I'm going to do for Avatar with that Avatar, it, <laughs> that's my plan. They'll have to make the first fat Bachelorette. <laughs> that's that's, that's my plan in Hollywood. It's just that's my plan. <laughs> I it's forgot my, about fat Avatar. My plan for success in this world is just for famous people to hit me with their cars and then me to slowly i guess blackmail my way into this into hollywood so yeah if jesse palmer hits me with his car i'm like damn it abc you got one and uh you got one speaking of you got one <laughs> yeah let's go to florida cast cast i have news we've been nominated for an award an award Yes, a Hub Hopper Award for Best Documentary and News Podcast. Finally, some recognition for our journalistic feats. But we need the help of our baby trash cans to win. Okay, cool. Listen up, babies. Go to community.hubhopper.com slash best dash documentary dash news. Or maybe easier, visit the link in our bio of our social media, Instagram and Twitter, and click there directly. Oh, yeah, that'll take you to the voting page where you can select Trashy Trashy as your winner. And I would like to thank, first of all, my, you know, the big one upstairs, my agent, my college sorority sisters, Trisha. Beckett, okay, we need to Tiffany. play her off. Play her off. Come on, Erica. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> the, uh, we should have a Florida man award ceremony someday and just talk about the best of Florida's because this is up there for me. 
an alligator was spotted on the back of a car on Florida highway. I mean, this seems like standard. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, imagine the way you'd have like a bike rack in the back of your car, but it's just an alligator. (laughs) Yeah. So it was dead. It is. It. Yeah. Like they hunted it. Mm, okay it look i was like is it alive still because I, I was curious i was genuinely curious okay it, it is it, was, it is it alligator season yeah okay. yeah it had been hunted a way to send a message you know to the other alligators I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like i mean what are you gonna do you can't strap it to the roof of your car you know the rack on the top like where else are you gonna put it if not like where that jeep spare tire goes right <laughs> And if you get a spare, just throw the alligator on the on the fourth wheel. Yeah, yeah. It'll get you farther than a donut. <laughs> yep. You are, there are 15,000 applicants and there will be 7,000 permits issued to hunt alligator. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly how they have it. They have it like kind of tied along their bumper. And it's a big alligator. To be fair. I'm going to say an alligator bigger than my laptop. I would say that's a big alligator. That's true. Again, <laughs> an alligator bigger than my cat. I would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I think any alligator that's close enough for me to see it and measure it is too big of an alligator. Yeah. If I can see the whites of its eyes, that's a big alligator. So I was with my mom today and um, we were both talking about how we hate our nails right now. We don't live in the same state, but she was just happened to be visiting LA and we both simultaneously somehow got duped into getting ombre nails completely separately. She has these weird ombre nails that are like blue on top and then like clear on the bottom. They look weird. She knows it. I know it. (laughs) And then I also have ombre nails that like were, are nude on top and then white on the bottom. And, you know, I was at the salon and like I, I had these nude acrylics that were gorgeous. They were growing out. And the woman's like, oh, have you ever done ombre? It'll be really pretty. And she loved what she did. Like she put glitter on it. She took a picture for the Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Cass, I took a snapshot of that as inspiration i love them are you serious yeah i have a screenshot on my phone okay so anyways great i'm glad that you like it (laughs) the point is is that she was like you know i just like better when i have a french tip do you ever are you thinking about doing a french tip for the wedding And i said no mom i'm not (laughs) because i associate white french tips with porn stars or the year um, 2003. Yeah. Or strippers. And that's how I've gotten. Hey, by the way, no shade. My mom likes it and sex workers like it too. She's not my style. But anyways, there was a stripper in our next story. And that's why I'm talking about this right now. Yeah. Yeah. From the New York Post.com. Nursing home hires stripper for seniors in wheelchairs and issues apology. We are very sorry, they said. 
so they uh this is a veterans home which is a state-run facility for retired army personnel in taiwan and uh they paid an entertainer for a mid-autumn festival show a very important holiday in the chinese culture giving people a reason to gather to celebrate the rice and wheat harvest of the season she seemed like a reason to celebrate. I've seen the videos. I mean, she's fun. I don't know if she knows how to read the room. But also, <laughs> they were having it looks like she, they were having a great time. Like so she's got her mask on and she's got her lingerie on. You can see behind her mask that she's smiling. They're loving it. Like they're all clapping. Like I don't know. I kind of think it's fun. I it seems fun. I mean, she's giving one of the residents a lap dance, resting her bosom in his face. The resident doesn't seem to mind one goddamn bit. <laughs> you know, she's showing off her skills, her assets, and the other residents are clapping along enthusiastically, relishing in the raunchy show. I don't see what you have to apologize for. Like... <laughs> when my when my granny my grandpa's mom was 99 she was in the hospital mm-hmm. 99 years old she was having bacon and something else that the doctor said she shouldn't have for her health and my mom was like like eat, let her eat it like serving it like letting her have it you know and her her daughters my great aunts were like oh my god she can't have that for her health her and my mom was like She's 99 years old. I think she can have it if she fucking wants it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, these people are... Let her, let him enjoy. Veterans in a home. Like, yeah. if they're all loving it, <laughs> bring her back. Bring her back. Bring her back once a week. <laughs> this is arts and craft time. Nobody wants to sew or make bead art. Like, bring her back. Fun. Yeah, they they got some backlash on social media and they had to issue an apology statement. How did this get on social media in the first place, too? Like, none of those old people have phones. Great no one question. even had to take pictures. Yes, great question. Okay, so the nursing home spokesman added that the mid-autumn festival parties had been canceled at the nursing home the previous years due to the COVID-19 pandemic to lift the residents' spirits they arranged for the dancer to perform a show but they conceded that the dancers actions were a little too enthusiastic and fiery and that they would be more cautious when planning such events in the future mm. girl yeah. let them have their fun like what are they gonna do play bingo karaoke let them have their fun she was wearing a mask that's covid protocols it's quite fine i don't know. have fun you fun. know what isn't fun? <laughs> what? Work. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not dream of labor. Mm-mm. Okay. This is not something I've ever done, and it's not something I ever will do. Okay. 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 But certainly everyone has that moment where they're like, what if, what if my place of business caught on fire? <laughs> what if a bomb threat got called in? Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah. You know, again, never would do it. It's a serious crime, a felony, very, very, very bad. Mm -hmm. 
but you know, sometimes you just wake up and you go, huh, <laughs> that would probably do it. Probably, <laughs> probably get me out of work today. Yeah. So according to MSN.com, a Wendy's employee sabotaged a railroad crossing just to have a slow shift. I'm assuming this railroad like led to said <laughs> Wendy's and he was like, I just have to just cause a shit ton of traffic here and no one will come to Wendy's. <laughs> so the 34-year-old was accused of interfering with the censors along the Reading and Northern. The local 34-year-old was accused of interfering with censors along the Reading and Northern, according to the WFMZ. Police say that at 6.58 p.m. on August 26th, surveillance cameras captured an individual tampering with railroad equipment by installing what was reported to be a shunt, which sends a signal to the crossing gate. So that would essentially block traffic and people would not be able to detect the railroad's dispatchers according, and it would not have been detected by the railroad's dispatchers, according to the police. So according to Trains, a magazine just called Trains, love it. I guarantee what, what are we going to cover? Taylor knows. I, I guarantee you that Taylor has read Trains magazine. <laughs> what are we going to cover this month? Um, anybody got a cover idea? <laughs> trains can i <laughs> i really quick yeah so i picked up taylor's phone and was gonna like went to on his internet browser because i needed to look something up really fast and so funny you know like you might catch like what if i caught him looking at porn or something like that i didn't i caught him looking at jetphotos.com <laughs> airplane Just photos looking Not- at planes <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was so fucking funny i said i got nothing to worry about here <laughs> no shame by the way if you're no. if you look at porn but like <laughs> he's looking at jetphotos.com my oh. my special guy Oh, bless um him. anyways oh I my think, god i think it's important that people understand that like you can't just fuck with train tracks no trains are you don't fuck with the mail you don't fuck with trains and you know what you you know what you can mess with though what you can definitely mess with a chipotle <laughs> talk about maybe i should get some of that that'll fix my constipation uh, absolutely so according to dailydot.com <laughs> nobody said nothing a customer started working the register at a busy chipotle to get food faster <laughs> he was even wearing a non-chipotle work uniform <laughs> nobody wants to work anymore <laughs> get off your ass and work and this guy was like okay i will help (laughs) it's so funny i mean like so a bunch of employees have been walking out you know like the past few years this is a massive unemployment problems etc etc i mean we all know it but um yeah i think this girl like was dared to go and work and then she just did it yeah chipotle has nearly three thousand restaurants and just under a hundred thousand employees it announced last year it was looking to hire twenty thousand new employees across the u.s 
and a TikTok user posted the video of her friend at the registered Chipotle. And she said, would you dare blank to go to the cash people to cash people out at Chipotle because it's busy and you want your food. <laughs> her friend just started, you know, was in her own work uniform, which is different from Chipotle's uniform. Nobody said nothing. She just started taking over the register. <laughs> it's like, hell, if you're doing a good job, like nobody's going to say nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially if you're not stealing money, you're just like legitimately helping them. Yeah, you're just like moving along. Uh, one night I was, I'm chronically early to most things. And I, when I was first in LA, if you're like, oh, we'll get to the bar around like 9 30, 10, I was like, oh, great, great. Okay. I would probably be there at like 9 to 9 15. <laughs> okay. Other people wouldn't show up till 10 30. <laughs> but I'm sure. Like, great great i'll be there so i i show up to a bar my friends aren't there so i just stand outside and there's a stool so i just go and i sit on the stool i'm wearing a black leather jacket and a black i was very chic very cute <laughs> I see what's this going. <laughs> but when you sit on a stool outside of a bar and you're wearing black people just started showing me yep their ids <laughs> And so, so I was like, oh, okay. And so I was, I legitimately started, I was legitimately started checking them. And I'm like, oh, no, okay. That's All so right, great. Funny. So I just started checking IDs and, you know, I could, I probably should have been like, there's a cover tonight. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, but I should have. But yeah, I just started checking IDs. And then after 30 minutes, the guy who was the bouncer shot <laughs> and he's like what are you doing and i was like um I, I was just sitting here and people just started showing me their ids but i've been doing a really good job <laughs> so then we <laughs> sat there together he stood i still sat on the stool we did it together and then my friend showed up and i was like i'm gonna go and then he's like hey i i need to check your id I was like, oh i was like i thought we had a bridge of trust. What a meet cute. It was very nice, but I was like, here you go. And then I, you know, never saw him again, but I did a really good job of uh, keeping the, keeping the scruff out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, anyway, she did it. She, she got the people moving along. I was at a busy bar where the, they were, they were taking cars, then the machines broke, then they switched to cash only. There was one bartender for like 45 people. And a regular just got back there and just started like exp helping <laughs> pouring drinks, which he had no idea what he was doing because they were insane shots and drinks. But he was just like, oh, you want beer? Okay, I can open a beer and I can take cash and give change and help the bartender out. We were um, at a wedding in South Carolina and uh, at the after party, everyone, people, these people sick everyone was ordering espresso martinis and like no. this bar was not i think adequately warned or they were warned but then they forgot that this is where the after party was going to be and so there was two barbacks and one bartender and like every everyone is ordering espresso martinis so like the barbacks were just making espresso and i was like i want to get back there like <laughs> these guys are because they're suffering they're doing real bad it was taking like 30 minutes to get a drink kind of shit yeah anyways okay, you know okay. who could have used some help 
<laughs> the man in our next story. That's for damn sure. Also, by the way, I did text my Star Trek connect. Is there a T-Rex in Star Trek? And she says, which Star Trek? Not that I'm aware of. What are you talking about? Great. Great. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not going to give her any context. No, no. Never follow up on that. And nope. you know what? I should have. Yeah, there are multiple Star Treks, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So from CBSNews.com, Chinese man gets trapped aloft in hydrogen balloon for two days, traveling 200 miles. He was just trying to collect pine nuts from a tree. I mean, ladders are scary. So why not go? Why not opt for a balloon? Right? I don't know. I guess. So... I smell a movie deal. This is this this is feeling. Remember Balloon Boy? And it turned out to be a hoax. Oh, do I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Chinese state media says a man has been found safe after he spent two days aloft in a hydrogen balloon and traveled over two hundred miles because it came untethered and flew away while he was using it to harvest <laughs> nuts from a tree. Ah. I, that's fucking scary so it's so scary he was in there was another person in the balloon who jumped to the ground and got out which thank god someone there to call the police right what do you do how do you get him out like do you, you can't shoot him down you just kind of have to like follow him until he runs out of air right i mean i feel like this is in the u.s we would they would just be like well shoot him yeah they would absolutely shoot him till it came down but yeah he made it almost to russia oh my 200 yeah. gra- 200 miles like so close to the border of russia and yeah. his back hurt <laughs> oh oh poor baby rescuers were able to contact the man by cell phone the following morning and instructed him to slowly deflate the balloon to land safely it took another day before he reached the ground about 200 miles to the northeast yeah he was in good health apart from the pain in his lower back possibly from standing the entire time he was in the air Mm-mm. girl i have sat at the staple center on the floor at yeah, a concert are you kidding me like mm. i wouldn't unless there's physically no room but you just figure it out you know yes yes i if there's a if there's a way to sit i will sit although you sit and then you can't really see where you're going or what's going on and oh yeah like yeah you, you can't like steer or I, I mean, I, I don't know what steering you can do, but yeah, if there's like something, a tree coming up or, or what not. Oh my God, bless his heart. Oh, oh baby. Oh, scary. Scary. Hey, Cass. What's going on? Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, it is time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh my God. Y'all, we got a doozy a scandal a political scandal a corruption scandal a sports scandal we you know i feel like we 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 say somewhat politically neutral but man do we got a fucking are we breaking news we it's this is doozy on our hands so this comes from a couple websites and probably more by the time this comes out. But there's texts that reveal that a former Mississippi governor, Phil Bryant, 
aided Brett Favre, former quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, and I think other teams, who knows, in his quest to funnel welfare funds into new university volleyball stadium. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the Brett Favre Mississippi welfare scandal has reached new heights. The text message linked Favre to the misuse of the state's welfare funds for the volleyball stadium at the University of Southern Mississippi, where his daughter was playing volleyball. That's so fucking gnarly. Yeah. He was accused of attempting to funnel $5 million for the new complex built at his alma mater of Southern Mississippi in collaboration with the former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant and Nancy New. Wow. Mississippi Today, a reporter, Anna Wolf, revealed alleged text messages shared by the attorney for New, Nancy New, the nonprofit founder. She pled guilty for federal wire fraud relating to a widespread $77 million misuse of funds from the Federal Temporary Assistance for Needy Families Act. What a fucking ass hat. Yeah. So... This is so these funds, these the welfare funds are not to be used for buildings, but the, the way that they were doing this loophole, uh, it's a whole mess, we'll get to it, but ugh, yeah. But <laughs> the texts show Bryant, Governor, former Governor Bryant, guiding Favre on how to write a funding proposal that would be accepted by the Mississippi Department of Human Services. So one of the text messages show former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant asking New, who had since pleaded guilty over the scheme, for assistance as it pertained to Favre and his project. Just left Brett Favre, it said. Can you help him with his project? We should meet soon to see how I can make sure we keep your projects on course. Damn. Yeah, this is, I mean... Mississippi is the poorest state in the nation. And these funds could have really helped people. Yeah, this is sad. You know, Brett Favre is a piece of shit already. Was he? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Remember like that? Yeah, he's just like, he's a bad person. Like even his own biographer came out today on Twitter and was like, Hey, I wrote his autobiography in 2016 and I, yeah, he's a bad person. Here's a list of things he did. I'm encouraging you not to read the book. Don't check it out from the library. I now know that. I'm sorry. Don't read. Don't read the book. Don't, don't. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He is a bad person. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, basically, Favre has been reportedly questioned by the FBI over a $1.1 million payment made to him. So anyway, the, the the damning thing, the most damning thing is a text message showing Favre asking New, the nonprofit director Nancy New, in August 2017. Is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? So, so he knew he was, yeah, he knew he was taking from welfare. Yeah. According to the report, parties involved managed to find a loophole regarding the expenditure of the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families Funds, in which the Mississippi Department of Human Services put $4 million toward the facility, the volleyball facility, 
So you have some volleyball fucking stadium for a college? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Basically, what they're doing is they were putting a nonprofit office inside of it, running inside of it, and that's how they were able to find the loophole, it seems. (sighs) Erica, this pisses me off. It pisses me right off. But it's like, hey, can the media find out? And will they know how much? Like, that's how you know that you've done something wrong. Next thing we know, he's going to run for president. Please tell me, what are you hoarding? You got to give me something happier than this. Oh, no, I'm hoarding something real sad. Oh, babe, what? No, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's good, bad. <laughs> I'm hoarding a book by the actress Jeanette McCurdy. <gasps> someone just recommended, oh my God, someone just recommended it. Sorry, I spoke all over you. I'm just excited. Say the title again. I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. And it is a memoir by the actress. (laughs) You may know her from shows like iCarly and other Nickelodeon or Nickelodeon shows and things like that. But she, yeah, she, Sam and Cat and and things like that. But she was, yeah, she, she had a very narcissistic, abusive, abuse, I'm sorry, abusive mother and it's just horrible it's it's terribly sad terribly sad the things she went through i i haven't read all of it i've read some snippets i've heard her talking about it y'all it's harrowing what she went through and yeah just her life as a child star the the mother i mean it's just it's crazy but um yeah i don't know man uh she was raised you know in a poor mormon family and there's a clip of her from the red table talk where she's just reading an excerpt of her book she she reads the audiobook herself and uh i heard that she starts crying at the end it's so powerful i'm excited i it was on back order it sold out like instantly it was on back order it finally came in I've started have, to crack it. So you haven't it. read it yet? Or, oh, you just cracked into it. You cool. just cracked into it. I've just heard the snippets. I've just read, you know, some, some of it and I'm just starting, but I, I, I'm, I think it's powerful and I'm excited to read it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What are you hoarding? Mashed potatoes. <laughs> Ooh, girl. Delicious. How you cook them? Taylor. He does. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the salad I'm the sous chef for salads and the waitress in my family where I I make the salad and then bring the food out to the table. Oh nice. Yeah, Taylor made the mashed potatoes. He does them real good. I made the steak, so we had steak tonight. Yeah, just to treat ourselves. And uh man, mashed potatoes are good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and he makes them with almond milk instead of regular milk, and it doesn't even taste weird. Ooh, so I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because of my bad tummy. Oh, the tummy. I get I gotta, sicky. I get sicky when I have too much dairy. I gotta find the I gotta do like an elimination. I gotta do something because there's uh something that I'm I don't know what I'm jamming on. But it ain't right. Something ain't right with that. I'll boy. talk to you about that because I've done it before and it's nice to do an elimination yeah. diet. It's hard yeah. though. What are you throwing out? Besides all of the foods that you're eliminating. It's <laughs> probably, yeah, I probably got to go on a grain-free thing. It's a whole thing, but yeah, <laughs> I'm throwing out. So about a week ago this time, I didn't know this person existed. And now she's my nemesis. 
and she's a royal biographer, Angela Levin. And y'all, I just don't like this woman. I think she's a nasty, spiteful, she's an anti-Megan Markle person. And What's she her name? Just, Angela Levin. Oh, okay. We be beefing. A- Angela Levin, anti-Angela Levin Hive, rise up. That's me. And I just really find her quote journalism to be in poor favor and I just it's not it's, it's just like not journalism you know what I mean it's just kind of oh she just opinion. only covers the royals, the royals and like and she likes yeah. them to be white yeah she likes them to be white yeah it feels so I just am done with her and she gets a lot of play of course but I, I tweeted as such, and our dear friend Mike from, from the podcast, Black Bracket, Multiverse of Madness, you know, he said, us baby trash cans will rise up and will, will not like her either. And I was like, yeah, ride with us. That's what we want. <laughs> Don't do anything about it. <laughs> just, just also have that sentiment. Thank you. <laughs> That's the kind of support I want. <laughs> Don't do anything. <laughs> just cool. I appreciate this. That's what I want. <laughs> and keep them my ride or dies. <laughs> Good for she's them. Just an old racist hag, and it just sucks. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Anyway, so I'm throwing her out. Bye. Throwing her out because I can't Bye, throw bitch. out the rest of it because I'd like to come into the country again someday. So. Sure, but that's what I can throw out. <laughs> what are you throwing out? Okay, I hate to do this. Truly, mm-hmm. because I think people should read. I think people should write. I think people should be creative. Okay. Mm-hmm. But girl, I read a book mm-hmm. recently that had a really cool cover and has been on like random listicles here and there. Mm-hmm. I think maybe good PR. Mm-hmm. Erica, this was not a good book. This book was fucking bad. Like I would read it before bed and I would go to bed pissed off but I was like I need to know how it ends because I'm doing this reading challenge I need to get through it but holy shit this book is written really fucking bad it's called arsenic and adobo oh and um is it by the people that made okay go ahead I'm sorry I'm sorry go ahead yeah it's it's just it's about it's a little little murder mystery and it's not written well and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry. I tried mm-hmm. and I went on Goodreads and I saw everyone had the same opinions. They're like really cool cover, really mm-hmm. amateur book, not written well. And like everyone was rooting for it. And it just I, I'm like, who published this? Yeah. What was is it this? Published? No, it's Ping Penguin I, Random House. It I don't seems- know. Anyways, I just kind of feel honestly like I feel like this author was done dirty because mm. it feels like they published the first draft of her book. Like, oh, and it, like yeah. maybe she didn't get notes or something, but like yeah. it feels, I don't know. I'm throwing well, it out. I, don't get deceived by its cool mm-hmm. cover. I'm wishing this author the best. I hope that her next books has she has more people taking care of her because this book was pretty fucking bad well cassandra how would you feel if i told you the author was actually three goats in a trench coat and can't even read i would feel better 
Okay. Well, we'll be like, wow. oh, that's why they spent so much time talking about food for no fucking reason. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's, uh, yeah, I hope I understand. Like, I, I wish more, more love would go into to new authors and young authors, especially ones with a lot of uh, promise. So, yeah. Take care of these people. Take care yeah. of this woman. Like, there's not nothing there. I still read it. I got through it. But fuck. Yeah, she, I mean, she's frustrating. Yeah, she talks about really cool stuff. I mean, you know, it seems like her beams are really cool. And I I want her to, we want her to succeed. I, that's why I feel bad throwing out her book. But I also feel like I need to Mm -hmm. make people not, don't read this one. Maybe read her next one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah there you go there you go yeah this Maybe. might have been a pancake and then there we'll go yeah yeah, yeah. anyways mm. all right all right where can the people find you babes you can find me at iconic erica curry on instagram you can find me at gilly gal on twitter you can also find us at community.hubhopper.com slash best documentary dash news and vote for trashy trash podcast great yeah, where are they going to find you? Oh, at Cass Cardenas on Instagram and on Twitter. And yeah, vote for this podcast, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Voting ends on, pardon me, voting does end on the 25th. So please vote, vote, vote. Get it in. Uh, get it in. Like I always say, get it in. Get you it in. always say, get it in. That I stay be saying, get it in. <laughs> As always, you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Podcast on. You can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and any other platform that we can claim that name on. You can find us at Trashy Trashy Podcast.com or at our email at Trashy Trashy Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know why you're trash. Send in a story. We always love it. Please, if you would. Share this podcast with one friend. Please. That's our challenge. Share it with one friend and ask one friend to vote for us in the Hub Hopper Awards. Yeah. I, I, I challenge you. I challenge you, readers. It's like a duel. Imagine me taking off my little glove, finger by finger, slowly. Yeah. Little white glove. Uh-huh. I have it in my hand. And then I smack you across the cheek. And I oh. say, I challenge you to a duel. And the duel is telling one friend about this podcast and asking one friend to vote for us in the Hub Hopper Awards. Do you accept? Yes. Oh, great. Hey, Cassandra. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. You said my whole name. I thought I was in trouble. Ooh, hoo, hoo. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, baby. Bye.